Alice and I learned something last night. What'd you learn? It's not the size of your bagpipe. It's how you play it. <laughs> oh man, that was the best line of the whole night. <laughs> Welcome to Batch Please, episode five for us. I think as uh, my good friend Dave Matthews once said, Batch into me. Wow. Well, I don't know that song. How do and... you not know that one? <laughs> You've known me for long enough in my Dave obsession that that You're should right. have trickled off on you. It was only now. a matter of time. I was wondering how many weeks into this we'd go before it was a Dave song that got the reference. Didn't want to lead too strong. Understandable. Appreciate it. Um, so we've got a lot to talk about today. Um, so many things. And, and before we get started, first of all, are y'all following us on social media? You better be. Batch Please Pod on Instagram and Twitter. And uh, hit us up on the email, batchpleasepod at gmail.com. So all those places you can find us. We want to hear what you guys have to say. Ask us questions. Yep, ask us questions, send us DMs, anything. We'd love to hear your thoughts on the pod, any questions you have about us or our thoughts or anything you can think of. So we have a big episode today. Huge, Um, huge episode. We will get to uh, the episode five recap shortly and a moment of mourning for John Paul Jones. But first... But first... Say it. Okay. So this is a huge episode. We are so excited. We've been teasing since last week that we had a really special, exciting, huge guest that we're going to be having on the podcast. And I literally could not be more excited to tell you guys who it is. We got to talk with, drumroll please, none other than America's favorite bachelor, Ben Higgins. And you were freaking out. So freaking out. So freaking out. So excited. Could not have been more pumped about that. So we talked to Ben yesterday um, before last night's episode aired. So we didn't really recap the episode with him. We talked a little bit about what he's been up to, um, some of his past experiences in Bachelor Nation, and what he thinks about the season so far prior to last night's episode. We sure did. So we got a lot of great stuff from Ben. So we are really excited for you guys to hear it. So without further ado, let's hear from Ben Higgins. All right, so ladies and gentlemen, we have been teasing it since last week. We are so, so excited to welcome our very special guest and easily the best bachelor that we have ever had, Mr. Ben Higgins. Ben, welcome. Thank you so much for joining us. I bet I'm the only bachelor to come on your podcast yet, aren't I? <laughs> First uh, so and best. So far, yeah. No, at least as far as like TV bachelors go, technically I'm a bachelor, but <laughs> not on the show. Not exactly the same huh. thing. What Allison isn't telling you is that she is freaking out on the inside because she's very a very excited. I've watched this. I've watched Bachelor Bachelorette for years. I'm a very seasoned watcher, so I'm really excited to have you. Evan's a little newer to the to the club. He just kind of started with Colton's season, so he's had, you know been doing his research and he's he's a little newer to the club. So we have some very differing perspectives perspectives on the seasons and the episodes and. You know, all of the things. Well, Evan, to get us started, I'm Ben. I was a bachelor at one point in my life. It's nice to meet you. Nice to meet you, too. And and welcome to the family. Thank you so much. <laughs> because we only have a little bit of time and you have experience dating people in a short period of time, we're going to do some long-distance speed dating. <laughs> all right. All right, perfect. So we're kind of go right in. You have a very kind of wide array of experiences in Bachelor Nation from starting out on The Bachelorette then being on your own season of The Bachelor, you're on Bachelor Winter Games. So you've kind of been all over the place in The Bachelor universe. So let's start from the beginning. And what made you initially apply to be on The Bachelorette? How did you get started in all of this? 
Well, it's funny. Uh, one of my good buddies, and uh, he's actually my roommate, uh, and I were uh, flying back from Honduras on a flight. And we were in Houston, and this guy or girl, I forget what it was, gets on the plane, and my buddy was a fan of the show, and I had been a fan of the show as well. And he said, hey, that's so-and-so from The Bachelor. And then we were talking at the time I was single, and he goes, you should do that show. And it was the first time I remember that it hit me that regular people do the show, that my life was aligning for me to have the freedom to do it. I was single. I was 24 at the time. Um, I was interested in a relationship. Uh, I was pretty bored. Like my, <laughs> I was very excited about much. And so I, I wanted to shake life up a bit. And so I was like, well, that's an option. So I actually went back to Denver with the thought of, hey, I, I think I might apply. Not kidding. 24 hours later, I'm walking in my office and the marketing director and her intern are in their offices. And I walk by and they go, Ben, come in here. I walk in, they go, the bachelor is doing casting calls in Denver today. Can we drive you down? It's like, I'm wow. not going to a casting call. No shot, I'm going to a casting call. But uh, if you apply and like sign me up and they call, I'll answer. Um, and so that's how it worked. Long story short is uh, they signed me up and uh, the bachelor called about a week later and this is where that whole journey began. So I like to say that, you know, a lot of people like to say, Oh, I didn't sign up. A sister signed me up without me knowing it. Well, that's kind of true in my case. I knew what they were doing. Um, I was just too prideful to go to a casting call. Wow. That really like the stars really aligned for you then to really get going in all of this. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I like to say it was meant to be, but then again, it feels weird to say that the bachelor was meant to be. <laughs> right. Of course. So, I mean, then obviously you had your own season of The Bachelor, which I'm sure was kind of a weird, surreal, humbling, crazy adventure experience for you to be asked to kind of be the lead, per se. I did, yeah. Uh, so I came off Caitlin's season and uh, went home, spent time with family, and the season starts airing. And honestly, you know, you see on Twitter and you see on like outlets, oh, the next Bachelor is going to probably be X, Y, Z. But it wasn't just me. There was a couple names being thrown around. My name was brought up, but beginning of the season for the first few weeks, I was kind of quiet. And so nobody was talking about it. And then once I got let go and, and I went home, people, um, where the show's airing, people started saying, it could be him. But I hadn't talked to the show. I had no clue. And so I was living life like I always had. I was back to work. I was planning my future, whatever you want to say I was doing, but I, I was back to life. And then I went to Florida on a business trip and I was in Florida and I got a phone call from Warner brothers and they said, Hey, we want to talk to you about being our next bachelor. And I said, I would love to talk to you about it. And that's really how it happened. I think 10 days later I was in LA and we're starting this thing that like to, we're going, we were announcing it and everything was ready. So it's uh, people, you know, there was no anticipation or prep for it. And it was kind of just sporadic. Like I, I went off the show. I knew there's a shot, but I hadn't heard anything about it until that phone call. That's crazy. Yeah. So what were the biggest um, differences between being a contestant and being a lead on the show? Oh, there's so many. It's compl- it's a completely different world. So like a contestant, you're out of the loop on most things. You're in the dark on most things. Uh, you're amongst a bunch of friends and peers. Uh, you have days off. Like if you're not on a date, you're just kind of chilling. Uh, and you never know when you're going home. Uh, as the lead, it is, I mean, for lack of a better term, uh, if you're the bachelor or bachelor, it's your baby to lead. Like you are leading the show. The show will move and groove to the decisions that you make and to what you think is right and wrong. And then, uh, you also know, I mean, 
the chances are you're not going home before the end of the show. Right. So uh, you're there. So that stress is off. Like you, you know more what life's going to look like. Yeah. Um, but uh, it's more stressful because every day for the whole entirety of filming, you're on, you're on a date, you're traveling, you're doing something. I think by the time it gets over, it's like 44 dates in total by the time wow. the show's done. That's a lot. Of, that's a lot of dates. It's a lot of dates. I feel like by the end, you just got to want to like watch Netflix and not talk to anyone or like have to put on like nice clothes for a really long time. <laughs> I think by the end of the first week, people feel that way. <laughs> <laughs> so sure. w- one of the constants throughout whichever variation of Bachelor or Bachelorette, whatever you were on, um, one, one presence that was always there is our boy Chris Harrison. Yes, our boy Chris Harrison. So you guys seem to be pretty close, pretty tight. And then you also kind of had him as a someone to lead on, lean on and give advice during winter games as well, which was kind of seemed like a little bit of a stressful time. So what was it like having him kind of there as your really friend and mentor through all of these bachelor related adventures you had? He's such a good dude. I have nothing but great things to say about Chris. Uh, he's been a good friend, a good mentor, a good person to have. He's a calming force in this wild world that is the bachelor um yeah so it is nice I I don't know how easy this would have been without him I mean we I remember during my season of Bachelor in Jamaica and the show was getting ready to end and I was all stressed out and he showed up to the house that I was staying at um and this wasn't being filmed to have a drink and we talked fancy football and it just allowed me to feel normal again and I think that's what he does is he's such a a terrific host a good friend but during the show, it was really nice to have him there because he helps you feel normal again. Like he's a calming force in the in the midst of this storm. Yeah, could That's there really be cool. a bachelor without Chris Harrison? Is that even possible? I don't think so. No uh, way. I think he was the perfect choice. I mean, that guy's legacy will be a lot bigger than the Bachelor. Absolutely, yeah. But it's definitely a thing. Like that show doesn't that the show's legacy doesn't exist without him. I can see that. I feel like that comes through really through, easily. Through my early, early days of Bachelor, <laughs> Bachelorette, I can definitely tell that he's the, he's the fucking man. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of Bachelor Winter Games, do you still talk to Yuki at all? You guys struck up quite the friendship. Yeah, I just saw her. She's, she comes back and forth every once in a while. Um, I, yeah, I, I don't talk to her as much as I'd like to, but we social media message or awesome. WhatsApp message. Um, I keep in touch. Uh, I'd say maybe once every two months, um, I'm able to see her. That's cool. You're, I think your guys' friendship was one of probably the best things to come out of the Winter Games. That was fun to, fun to see and fun to watch. She's the best. Uh, she's just a little joy. She's like the, <laughs> she just captivates me with how much joy she has. And I saw her in Mexico actually last year when I went down. Um, so yeah, I, I, that she's just a, a little bundle of joy. That's awesome. I feel like that's. That's what comes across for sure for her. Um, So, you know, you kind of mentioned it earlier that now you have kind of a new relationship that is not part of Bachelor Nation at all. This is someone you met in the wild. So (laughs) how did you like forget how to date normally? Was that weird for you to kind of date someone outside of the cameras? A normal pace. Yeah, at a normal pace. Um, You know, I didn't date after Lauren for uh, a while. And then I got and I started dating again. Um, and I dated uh, somebody off and on um, more quiet, like kind of quietly. And then Jessica came to my life and um, 
I felt like, yeah, I, I don't know what she would say. You'd probably have to ask her. I do think there's an intentionality to now how I date that yeah. is good or bad. Like I'm not, I, I, I bet we were having conversations that most people don't have on the first or second date just cause like slowing this thing down. Isn't it's just really not healthy for me and I don't know how to do it anymore. So it does take practice. What the weirdest thing is like, is when you're hanging out alone on the couch, like the idea that there wasn't a camera in my face watching me trying to relax is actually really nice. So you that do get would be nice. You didn't have to go scoot off during and do an interview or something in the middle of a commercial break or anything. Right. Dude, it's awesome. Yeah, just to have the freedom of being able to actually shut down is terrific. Yeah, and so you're still involved kind of in a lot of I mean, you do the almost famous podcast, which I'm a huge fan of with Ashley I. Yes. Thank you, thank you. It's been two years uh now as of this last week so we uh that's awesome. two years and 15 million downloads later that's a lot crazy we're, we're coming after you though don't, don't worry. <laughs> right behind you slowly right but surely <laughs> right no it's been fun we've uh we've really enjoyed it and it's been fun because i didn't know ashley before the podcast and so we became friends during and through it and uh it's been a wild ride uh it actually the, i was talking about this the other night our very first podcast was released the week that Lauren and I broke up. Oh, wow. Now that's a lot. <laughs> yeah. So it's been a kind of a crazy little experience. Yeah. that's And it's been fun to kind of listen and watch her journey as well with, you know, her with Winter Games and you guys got to hang out a little bit there. And then, you know, now her and Jared are obviously playing their wedding. And that's that's really cool to kind of see her full circle journey in this in this world. You're right. No, it's been it. For me, it's I've seen a transition in her that's so tangible where she's not as emotional or, I mean, honestly, unstable. She's just like consistent and focused and joy filled all the time. That's awesome. I think I think the word unstable leads us to this season, particularly with Luke P. Um, <laughs> oh, so, very uh, different than the unstability. <laughs> this season, I think it's been wonderful. I've never been exposed to the Bachelorette before, but I feel spoiled because I think Hannah B. She's is the best. amazing, and I think this group of guys, for the most part, is pretty cool. There's definitely some entertaining folks in there. Yeah. Um, but what are your What are your thoughts on the season so far? I'm with you guys. I love it. I think Hannah's doing great. I think she's direct. Um, I think our biggest fear as a fan base was that she wasn't gonna be able to communicate. And I think she's doing yep. a great job at that. Um, she's fun. She's funny. She's definitely stressed. You can, I mean, secretly yeah. she's saying she's sick and she's not feeling well. And we've seen that three different times now. Absolutely. Yeah. It's like five weeks. She's stressed. That's all it is. It's a, it's really, I don't, I mean, it's, it's obviously great for so many reasons. It's really stressful. Um, yeah. it oh, I'm sure. A, on everybody goes through it so i think she's great i think the show is really good this year it's very entertaining uh i'm not a massive fan of the luke p story anymore um not because of him as a human uh i, I don't know him as a human at all i just think it's getting eerily too focused yeah on yep. a guy destroying his character and i think that's a really sad uh path for the show to go down yeah yeah and honestly, like, but admittedly, like, I love watching it. And I yeah. watch it every week because I want to see mm-hmm. what he's going to do. But then I watch it and afterwards I sit and I go, what do I feel about this? And I don't feel good. Right. I, I think we kind of agree. And, and, you know, Evan and I both kind of have talked a lot about this, but it's almost hard to watch because you see that Hannah doesn't get to see all the things, obviously, that we're seeing. And she, like, is really into him. And she's having a really hard time separating her strong 
first impression feelings from the fact that this guy's kind of, you know, being a real dick. <laughs> I, I agree. Um, I just think when the show, I mean, like, I, it always happens. And we always say this and, you know, we watch the show to judge and criticize and to feel separate from the people, but they're real humans. And I think when you do it for too many weeks, it becomes too much of a storyline to where it's hard for me to process. Yeah. I think that makes a lot of sense. And feel anything but dirty almost watching. I hope that turns around. I I know I like nothing more really. And this just because it's fun and makes me feel better about watching the show is a redemption (laughs) story. Like the Colton, Colton had a redemption story. People hated Colton, like hated him. Yeah. And until the moment he became the bachelor and even then they still hated him until a couple weeks in And so there's nothing better than to see people have their redemption stories to where they can go back out into the world and hopefully use this to whatever makes them the most joy filled. But yeah, uh, yeah, I don't love that storyline, but everything else is really good. I think the guys are are actually pretty terrific. Who are some of your favorite guys? I love Grant. I want to kick it with Grant. Oh my gosh. Allison kind of doesn't know who Grant is. I'm not really sure who Grant is yet, I think. I need more from him. Nobody has a clue. I have no clue who he is. That's why I like him. <laughs> I think he's kind of a goof ass. Yeah, he hasn't said two words. He sits in the back and giggles, and he he like he always has a beer in his hand. I'm like, that is the guy that you want to kick it with at the party. Yeah. Um, funny. I do think Peter's uh, a solid choice. I've seen some people actually comparing Peter the pilot to you on Twitter. Have you been seeing that? Uh, Ashley brought that up to me, so I did see it. Yeah, it's, uh, that's I mean, great great compliment to me. Super <laughs> Um, so I, I think I like those two guys and, uh, and the Mike, uh, I think it's uh, Mike. Yes. We love Mike, Mike Johnson, big Mike Johnson fans over here. Yeah. I like Mike Johnson. I think, uh, he, he has somehow been incredibly direct, mm-hmm. somewhat confrontational without getting a ton of criticism for it. So whatever yeah. he's doing, he's doing well. I just don't get it yet. So I'm continuing to watch to see how Mike Johnson communicates. Because it feels like he has a pretty solid fan base out there. Oh, yeah, yeah. for sure. You know who else is a fan base? Oh, my it's God. John Paul Jones, our boy. <laughs> what a guy he is. I don't think he's the right for Hannah. Oh, no. But he's such good television. <laughs> but he is going to be terrific in Paradise. Absolutely. Right? Yes. I, I can't wait for I that. I was telling Evan, I'm like, Evan hasn't been exposed to Paradise yet. He hasn't seen it yet. This will be his first year. And I was like, you're going to, my, your mind's going to be blown. It's incredible. And I promise you, John Paul Jones will be in Paradise. Oh, it's going to be the best show. I mean, he Paradise is awesome because people like him really get to take the front front and center stage. Um, we haven't seen a lot of them this season, but I am a, I mean, I'm a fan, and I just think there is a world of possibility for that man. Yeah, he's just chilling in his chicken nuggets in the background <laughs> really most of the time. So who do you think ultimately, like right now, who's your pick? Who is going to win Hannah's heart at the end of the season? Who's your, who's your guy? Uh, Peter. All right. That's All right. That's my personal choice as well, so I like it. Yeah, Peter's my pick. Uh, I think that it will be tough to see. If, if, it's, if it's not Peter, if it's not Mike, one of those two are The Bachelor. The other one will have a great time in paradise. And then um, outside of that, I mean, I just think those two are the most ready for marriage, it seems like. Yeah. Or at least engagement. Yeah, I'd agree. I think from you know just seeing what we see week to week, I would say that makes the most sense. I'm still kind of up in the air about Jed. I don't really know. I don't really know. <laughs> anymore how to feel about Jed. Ashley thinks he's great. I, I I don't think he's a bad human. I just don't know if uh, 
if I'm a fan of him being the guy that Hannah's with at the end. Yeah. I agree with you. Yeah, hundred percent. So last thing before uh, we let you go here, tell us a little bit about Generous Coffee. Yeah, we want to know a little bit about your about your organization. Thanks for uh, thanks for asking. Yeah, so after the show, uh, life gets crazy, it gets busy, um, but it doesn't last forever. And before the show ever started, I was a part of an organization called Humanity and Hope United, uh, and we do disaster or sorry, community development in Central America, and. My job on the board is fundraising. And so we had to find a creative way to fundraise because I was really sick and tired of calling people asking for money. And so we started a company called Generous International, uh, best known as Generous Coffee Company, to import coffee from the developing world, all single origin, traceable, specialty grade, with uh, stories behind them. And then we sell that coffee and donate the profits to organizations like Humanity and Hope and Humanity and Hope that are doing community development or fighting human injustice. So if that's sex trafficking, if that's lack of clean water, education, whatever, we want to invest into sustainable solutions for those issues and, uh, and get our hands dirty in the ground. So anyways, uh, generouscoffee.com. It's the best coffee you'll drink. I mean, just scientifically, it's specialty grade coffee. And then we're popping up coffee shops here in the next year, all over the country. Um, and so if you know or have anybody that wants to do a coffee shop, we'd love the brand at Generous and help help out with the marketing. But yeah, so it's been a blast. It's been really fun. Uh, it is now my full-time gig. That's awesome. really, that's really, really cool. Thanks for telling us more about that. You know, I think, I think when people come off the show, it's really interesting to see what path people take. And I think it's really cool that you've been able to use, you know, your platform to kind of talk about and promote these really important issues and raise money for them. And that's really cool. It's been, it's been the, the coolest thing for me to, to be a part of it it really does take up a lot of my time and I'm so glad it does because it just it, it's just a huge blessing it's it's joy I mean it's fun it's exciting uh and I get to work with coffee and t-shirts and mugs and that stuff's all pretty yeah, fun too. that's amazing super cool people focused yeah if you guys like coffee go to generouscoffee.com we'll get we some we'll get some we're big coffee guys we'll we'll bring some <laughs> into the office well thank you well, All right, Ben. Well, thank you so much for having us on here. Yeah, we, we could not be more thankful that you took the time to talk to us today. It was amazing to have you. Hey, I appreciate you both. Keep rocking and rolling, and I will see you uh, on the I, uh, Apple charts or whatever they call that. <laughs> That's right, yeah. <laughs> amazing, you yes. Will. Thank you so much, Ben. We really appreciate it. Talk to you soon. All right, bye. bye. So, Allison, I actually thought I was going to lose you yesterday. You thought and so? you were going to pass out and not be able to continue this podcast because you were so, I think, starstruck afterwards. You were I was very composed, sure. I will tell you. And you even told me that you thought I was very composed. You were. You were, I think. But afterwards, you just the, – the day didn't seem real to you. It did not. But when Evan and I found out about a week-ish ago that we were going to get the opportunity to talk to Ben, we were super excited and we're so – amped that he was going to come on and talk with us on our our little podcast over here and that he was going to have time for us and I told Evan I have to do my hair that day because you know what if he videos in instead of calls in I don't know like I want to be ready got to look my best and Evan reassured me several times that was not going to happen I said it probably wouldn't happen he was like, that's silly. He thought I was stupid for saying I, okay. that. Okay, no, no, no. He made fun you're, of me. You're making this sound like I was very antagonistic towards you, and I'm supportive. A little bit. You're mostly supportive, but 
I wanted to just be professional and have the look, and we're going to have, you know, a cool guy like Ben on our pod. We got to look the part, so guess what? It was a video chat, so really glad I did my hair yesterday. Yeah. Ben was fantastic. It was ben great was to talk to him. fantastic, yes. I, I hadn't had that much exposure to him um, just because, you know, I only started watching this Still a six months ago. Right. But I have heard about him prior to this. Yes. So. I know he's a big deal, and I know how special he is to you. So I'm glad you had that moment yesterday. I sure did. And, Ben, if you're listening, thank you so much. Again, you were the best. So awesome to have you. Cannot thank you enough. All right, so we're going to get to Episode 5. But first, we have a little word from some sponsors. All right, so Episode 5. I Let's think dig in. It, just, it starts off on a pretty solemn note. It was, it was tough. We were, we were pretty devastated. He's gone. He's gone. He's gone. Pour <laughs> one out for JPJ. We are absolutely devastated over here. The Batch Please flags are at half mast. <laughs> it's not going to be the same without JPJ eating chicken nuggets in the corner. And everyone knows it. And I almost feel like Hannah was kind of bummed. Like she knew it was time, but she wasn't ready to let go. Yeah, it was, uh, it was sad. So we're kind of jumping ahead to the rose ceremony, which happened first in the episode. It did, but it took us a little bit to get quite to the actual rose giving yeah, part. We had the we had the Luke and Luke the fiasco. Luke chat. Yeah, so the Luke's again taking up way too much time in the episode, which then resulted in kind of an awkward moment where Luke S interrupted the beginning of the rose ceremony before Hannah even started giving out roses, pulled Hannah aside. We saw like a little bit of that conversation and then he sent himself home. Yeah. And Hannah prefaced the rose ceremony with it was a confusing night to a hard week. And it, I don't think it was that confusing. The evidence is no, pretty much there for no everyone. No confusion. Um, but I think she, she sees a different side to Luke. Luke S. F. left on his own terms, which I think is good. He I didn't think it was good, too. I, I think that he knew that there was other relationships that were much stronger. And at, he probably got to the point where he was thinking, you know, why am I going to stick around when clearly I'm not being believed and people are making up lies about me, not people. He Luke wasn't going to go far anyways. Yeah, and at that point, like, he was getting so frustrated having to defend himself against Luke P's lies, and she already had such a strong relationship with Luke that it, Luke P that it was like, why even bother at that Plus point? Plus, he's got a tequila business to start. Exactly. Hoping the best for Luke S. Do you know that song? Yes, Evan, I do know some songs. I know some songs. So, you know, wishing all the best for Luke S. and his tequila business. I think him sending himself home was kind of I, – I kind of applauded him for it. I respected it because it was nice that he got to do it on his own terms and not on the assumed two-on-one date yeah. that we all thought was coming between the Lukes. And it was like, just get ahead of it. As my uh, friend put it, he did the whole, you can't fire me, I quit. Right, basically, yeah. I mean, I kind of applaud him because I think that was going to be the best ending for Lucas. So he left on his own. Who else departed us last night? And just don't don't tell me the one name I don't want to hear right now. Yeah, so we're all we already know our number one fave. He he left. Don't need to say his name again. Lucas sent himself home, and then our pal Mateo, who I'm not sure I've actually ever seen before, also was sent home. So we are down to twelve. Down Is that to, it? Just yeah. those two and John Paul. James. Yeah. Yeah, we're down to JPJ has to be paradise, right? John Paul Jones, I can't even tell you enough that he is literally made for paradise. I think that Demi and JPJ are going to be like the king and queen of paradise. It's going to be incredible. You've heard so much. I feel like you've heard so much from me and some of our guests about like paradise that you're just – 
fantasizing about how amazing this show is going to be when it comes to you. Yeah. The rose ceremony ends. And then Luke P., who's just the fucking wrong time for everything. His stupid toast. He's a toast. Oh, and the best God. is everyone laughing at him, starting with Mike. Yes. And Mike couldn't even pretend to hold it together. I think it was Dylan, too, who was, like, yeah. choking on his champagne because they were all, like, they're all against him. It's usually usually the quote-unquote villain of the season usually at least has, like, one or two kind of pals or supporters, you could say, in the group. Luke P. is Isn't on his own. I think JPJ and him were, like, friendly a little bit. I don't think so. You I think JPJ think? is friendly with everyone. Okay, that's he's fair. just that kind of bro. That's fair. He is definitely that kind of bro. Also, did you notice we t- – I talked about it last week. The salmon jacket. Made a reappearance. Did you Connor. notice it? It's Connor, right? It was Connor. A hundred percent. They are just rotating, and they're sharing this one jacket, and they're just seeing if anyone will notice it. And I think it's caring. hilarious. I love it. There's no way they all have their own salmon jacket. There's just no way. I don't believe it. We move on from there, and we are going to Scotland. To Scotland. Kind of a big upgrade from uh, – Newport, Rhode Island, I'd say. Yeah, absolutely. And I feel like sometimes they stay in the country a couple of weeks traveling before going overseas. So I do feel like it was kind of a quick jump in in Becca's season. She got kind of screwed. And they were going to places in America almost the whole time. She got a little screwed on that. So Hannah's already off to a cool start with, with her places. So Scotland was awesome. Yeah. She, she likened herself to Mary Queen of Scots in the beginning. <laughs> and, and just I – am all in on a so they had the show drunk history i'm all in on the show called hannah history oh where she in. just recounts historical fake events. historical events and that would think be amazing she would do like a great rick steves european kind of show too pbs come on mm, i don't i don't know what you're saying <laughs> i don't know what, i don't know what those words mean but i believe you so off to Scotland, I have to preface this with the best – my favorite thing that came of this was the nickname for Luke, the Lukeness Monster. Yes. That was hilarious. It was so fitting, too. It was perfect. They did overplay it a lot, though. Oh, they for sure overplayed it. But the scene of Mike, like, reading that book where he was talking about the Loctus Monster and everything, and then you, you pan from, like, Mike seriously reading the book <laughs> to Luke kind of, like, wandering around Scotland – it was it was incredible. It was really something else. Yeah. So they start their um, little session in a, I guess, a pub over in Scotland. They're all all the boys are talking about Luke P. Yep. And it's just it, it's kind of a trial on him, and as it should be because he's a psychopath. He sure is. But I one thing that Luke said was hilarious was. You weren't there. You don't know what you speak of. <laughs> it's the way that he phrased that it. That was yeah. I, I kind of think he's somewhat of a robot, to be honest with Hannah you. Hannah even called him robotic in there at one point, yeah. I think during their one-on-one, which we'll get to in a little bit. But yeah, Cause he doesn't he, is. he doesn't render emotions, and I feel like he just hears a response, and the algorithm produces whatever you're right. dumb stuff he has to say. I think you're right, honestly. So like you said, they're all in this pub, drinking some brew, and chatting about Luke P., and then Hannah pops in, and they're all acting so surprised. They had no idea Hannah was going to show up, and... They kind of start with Hannah giving this kind of emotional message that I I kind of got what she was saying, but not really. I think she was kind of trying to say, like, no drama this week. Yeah. I literally can't even focus on my relationships because the Lukes are too dramatic. Yep. I think that's what she was going for, but didn't want to say it. No, I think you're right. So then she pulled our boy, Mike Johnson. Mike. It's about time he got a one-on-one. The guy could not stop smiling. 
his smile is so infectious, I think. And I think Hannah has a really big smile, too. So yeah. when they're both just smiling, it's just all teeth. And it's it's sweet. It's it really cute. It made me feel so warm and fuzzy inside. I love it. Also, Mike Johnson can rock a scarf probably like no man I've literally ever seen. His fashion is great. He's very fashionable. I just – I love Mike. So, you know, and I thought it was kind of nice. I don't know if you noticed this, but a lot of times during one-on-ones, the guy leaves and it's kind of tense. Mike leaves for his one-on-one. The other guy's like patting him on the back, high-fiving him like, have fun, man. They're like, all they so can't friendly not like with him. each other, yeah. And he's I, – I kind of feel like he's the unheralded leader of the group. Yeah, he's, I think he's the one who the speaks most mature. for the group, too. I think, yeah, I think he's a good spokesperson for the group, and he kind of is the conscience of the group, and in my mind, America. I totally agree with you. So they kind of got to explore Scotland a little bit. They went to a cool bookstore. They went to, like, a candy shop, did some whiskey tasting. They, they were shooting back whiskey that is well-aged. So gross. You, you sip that. So gross. I don't even want to sip it. I am not into the whiskey they just seemed to have a really good time. Like, Mike just could not stop smiling. And then he said the cutest thing, okay, when they were leaving, they were leaving the little cafe thing that yeah. they were in. And he got her coat and was like, are you ready, my darling? And it was so subtle. And I was like, what a nice, what a nice thing to also, say. Also, they were, I feel like they were pretty tipsy the whole time. Oh, for sure. That the whiskey was the really Tipsy Hannah them. is a new beast, and I love it. I like, I like tipsy Hannah. She is hilarious. So... You know, then they kind of went to dinner at night, and I felt like, you know, Hannah kind of opened up to Mike. She's kind of talking about how she didn't really feel like she loved herself enough before. She kind of jumped from guy to guy and wasn't giving herself enough love to really understand what she was looking for, which I think was something a lot of people can really relate to, and I thought that was really honest of her. I did get a little nervous with how nervous Mike was. I felt like all of a sudden he like couldn't speak for a few minutes and he was literally so nervous, which I understand you're nervous, but I also feel like it was a little, it made me nervous because I didn't want that. I mean, you shouldn't, I don't feel like you should be, feel that nervous Yeah, I if think you it, feel that comfortable I with think someone. it worked in his favor though, because he, he gave the backstory of how he kind of became very guarded after, after his last relationship and hasn't really loved or been in love since I don't know, 2015 or something or 2013 yeah, i don't remember the ex. exact dates mm-hmm. but i think him slowly emerging out of that shell is authentic everything he's done up to this point is real and authentic and that's yep. a theme that hannah has pounded each and every week yeah no i completely agree with you and i think mike made a really strong statement about how he is ready he's like look my experiences that i've been through in my life he's obviously a little bit older than her he's 31 i believe and I believe she's 25. So, you know, he is expressing that he's ready. And I think that for Hannah, you know, she we kind of saw in Colton season some issues with people that weren't ready and that were ready. And it was a little bit yeah. hard on Colton and the girls in the season. So I think it's it's nice for Hannah. And I honestly think that Hannah believes Mike. And I think Mike, you can tell Mike believes himself. You know, yes. when he's saying I'm ready, he's not questioning it. He's is, he is all in. He is ready to find his wife. And to move on to that chapter of his life. And I feel like Hannah got to see a lot from him last night. Yeah. I, I really hope Mike goes far. Honestly, I want him to be the bachelor oh, so bad. Oh, same. I, I don't want him to be the one at the end of this because I want him to be the bachelor. I do yeah. not think Mike will win Hannah's heart. I don't think that – I think he'll go far. I think that she has other relationships that are still stronger. Yeah. But I think I, he would be a great bachelor. I also don't want to see him get his heart broken again, though. I know. I'm, I'm like, nervous because I feel like he I'm could get really heart. emotional. And I am. I know. I feel you. I'm already not looking forward to a Mike Johnson 
let down. Like, I just, I don't want to see it. But yeah. I feel like him being the lead would be cool. It would be so different than anything we've ever seen in The, the Bachelor. classiest season of The Bachelor. I and mean, I don't really know because I haven't watched any <laughs> other ones. But one. I'm assuming. I think he'd be great. And I think that him, he, like Hannah, is very much himself. I mean, he says it how it is. And I think it's interesting that he's found a way. And I think Ben kind of mentioned this in our interview with him that Mike has found a way to be super honest and, and tell the truth about other guys in the house and everything, but still not do it in a way that makes himself look bad. Yeah. He's been able to keep a good image of himself while still being honest about everything else, which is very rare to find in these kind of shows. Yeah. So Mike, obviously no shocker gets the rose. Of course. Of course. So that takes us to our first or I guess our only group date of the night. Yes, our only group date. So the the cards were delivered, the names were read, Luke P off the list. At first, I was like, God damn it, she keeps giving him a chance. Then the more I thought about it, I was like, okay, she wants a drama-free group date. Yeah. And a once-and-for-all conversation with Luke P. Like, is this going anywhere or not? Like, yeah. this, this is going to determine that. Yeah. So after they read the card, I think this is one of my favorite insults that I've ever heard is Dylan, I think it was Dylan, or maybe it was Devin. I think it might have been Devin, because this is the first time I was like, oh, shit, Devin. <laughs> he said that Luke was a big-ass douche canoe. Oh, yes. Oh, that was amazing. That was funny. I think it was Dylan. I think it was Devin, because I'm looking at my notes, and I wrote down Devin. Did you? Okay. Yeah. I, I don't know. One of the two. One of the, one of the Ds. Um, do you think that big-ass douche canoe is a better insult <laughs> than millennial fuckstick? I don't know. I think that they're both pretty spectacular. They're both really original. I like them. I've never heard big ass douche canoe before. I haven't either. That was really that was a really nice insult. A lot of cursing Very happening accurate. here today. Sorry, yes. mom. Sorry, Lisa. So yes, the group date. This is another Hannah Beast group date. I think every group date is gonna be some dramatic, athletic, hardcore yeah. activity. I think this is another reason she didn't invite Luke P as like safety concerns. Too aggressive. Yeah. Don't need him kneeing people in the head again. No, thank you. So we start off with some uh, some old Highlander type Scottish fellow coming in and explaining the details. That was good. I liked them. That was cool. They did a bunch of things. They were uh, milk racing. I don't. These aren't the technical terms. All of these, by the yeah, way. Yeah, the milk racing was kind of weird. I feel like every one of them spilled the spilled milk, the which milk. I'm pretty sure was the point was to not the yeah. axe throwing, which they were all absolute trash at. They you ever were thrown an axe so before? bad. No, Neither I haven't. I, so I don't really. Know I, if I mean, it's hard. I don't know if it's hard. There's a lot of axe throwing bars these days. I feel like people go to. But everyone was sucked. Everyone was so bad, except for Hannah, of course. Like, yep. Hannah's the only one who could do it. And then Tyler C. Tyler C. came through, and he was able to throw the axe. Tyler and then C. is the man. He picked her up, and they were kissing, and all the other guys were kind of, like, not feeling it. They weren't loving that they were kissing in front of him. But, hey, he was the only one who threw the axe, so. Yeah. And then um, afterwards, they had a little wrestling match, too. That was super weird. The wrestling, because it was not what you think of with wrestling. And they were in kilts. All yeah, their butts uh, were out. Yeah, it was very there weird. There were some butts and doms were showing. <laughs> so everyone got a little sneak peek. It was super weird. Dylan apologized on <laughs> to his parents like, sorry, you guys are going to see my butt. I think a big move was Jed choosing to quote unquote wrestle Hannah. Yeah. It was I, genius. It was genius. It was genius, but Jed kind of bothered me yesterday. I don't know if I'm still feeling kind of resentment towards him from last week a little bit. A lot of people are bit. jumping off the Jed train. I was on the Jed train. Remember, like, week oh, two, yeah. three, I was all about it. And now I just don't know. And I felt like the show he put on yesterday with pouring the milk on him and then, 
you know, the wrestling Hannah thing. I don't know. But it's smart. Like, smart. he's very smart. So yeah. you got to applaud him for that. I feel like it's a little bit of a show. I'm wondering if it's going to become other guys are going to start to not like him if he's going to continue doing, like, a show. And then, of course, he did get the group date rose. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. They, they He was awarded Lord Jed. Oh, yes. Lord Jed. So he was the first one, I guess, who got dibs on talking to Hannah at the the cocktail hour that night. Yes. But see, then when they were just the two of them and they were being really, like, goofy and funny and I was like, oh, that's, like, kind of nice. I go back and forth with Jed every five minutes. I don't know what to yeah. think. Then they were making out pretty hardcore. Oh, my gosh. She wore the worst dress in the world <laughs> for trying to s- sit on people's laps and make out with them. Jed was grabbing some booty, too. Oh, for sure. Well, she's trying to straddle them in this, like, tight long dress and had to like kind of hike her knees up it, it just like didn't work out very and then well kevin starts to walk up the stairs that i felt so bad hilarious. for him because he hasn't even kissed hannah yet first of all he hasn't kissed her yet he's going home next week yeah. for sure if he hasn't kissed hannah yet but yeah the fact that he walked in the best part of it was like he handled it pretty well and just kind of left didn't make his presence known and then made some comment to jed like oh yeah i saw, I yeah. saw it but I, I think that they they show camaraderie during that moment yeah, and if like, that was Luke P who and, came up I don't know what would have happened. He would have thrown Jed down the stairs. He would have freaked out. Well, I think, too, like, Jed had the same thing happen to him. Like, he walked in on her making out with Luke P. So he was obviously not going to give a hard time to Kevin for doing the same thing. Yeah. Hannah was very physical tonight. She was. She kind of took charge in a lot of situations. Yeah. Um, We then had Peter, sweet, sweet Peter the pilot, and how he tried to, like, be all sexy and, like, put her on the pool table, and then he hit her head on the (laughs) lamp. And, you know, it really it was kind of adorable for how steamy it was. It was kind of adorable. I thought it was adorable, too, because that's like real life. And he was trying so hard because he knows that he's more of like the sweet <laughs> softy versus yeah. like your Jeds and your Luke P's that she's obviously had a, another physical attraction to. Yeah. And then you got Tyler C who comes she in took him to the bed. with the kilt, yes. which was hilarious. And she was like, oh, I have something for you. And then just like threw him down on the bed. Yeah. The, the kilt must have been difficult. To wear, um, <laughs> yeah. I'll let yep. you fill in the blanks on nope, that one. I, I got it. <laughs> but, I got it. Yes. Uh, good luck with that one, Tyler. Yeah, that was tough. That was definitely a tough choice. Um, it's kind of interesting because I feel like usually the hot and heavy kind of makeout sessions kind of don't happen as often until there's less people. Yeah. I I'm surprised, not in a bad way, just kind of surprised that it's happening more frequently when there's still so many people. I think it's yeah. pretty clear who the top, you know, four or five are going to be based yeah. on who she's obviously got connections with. Yeah, like, physical, physical connections are very important too, just in relationships in general. So I think that, that she's establishing this and exploring that territory with these guys is actually more the right way to do these things? Question mark? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I do think that it's pretty clear that, you know, your Kevins, your Dylans, your Dustins, your – all of them are – I mean – they're out of here. Yeah. You know, sorry, she doesn't guys. have those connections with them. Like, you can tell with your with Peter, with Jed, with freaking Luke P, with <laughs> Tyler C, you know, with Mike. Yeah. she's She's got clear physical and emotional connections with them. And the other guys, I'm not even sure she has any connection with. So I think it's pretty clear who the top, the top guys are going to be. No, I think you're right. Jed got the group date, Rose. No surprise. Yeah. I think I expect as soon as he won the little challenge thing. I kind of figured that was going to be, but I kind of thought Peter was going to win the group I date rose. Peter... I mean, sorry, the challenge rose or the group or the group date rose, one of the roses or awards, yeah. because she kept commenting like, "Wow, Peter is really doing well," and he kept 
trying to prove that he can, you know, win her heart and that he was competitive and everything. Yeah, Kinda I think thought, both Peter and Tyler C. had a chance to win it, but I think that the obvious choice was Jed. Yeah, it was kind of weird to me, too, that Hannah was so hot about him pouring milk on himself. That was weird. He just, like, poured a bucket Strange. of milk, and she's like, man, that was hot. I was like, really confused by that. She did like, mention, right. too, that Tyler C., she's like, and he's super hot. I thought that was hilarious. Um, so, like we said, Jed gets the group date rose, which leaves us to uh, the event that has been culminating all episode, uh, the one-on-one with Luke P. Also, I think it's very unfair that Luke P's one-on-one date got twice as much airtime as any other person's one-on-one date, and his was so stupid. It, it kind of made me not like the episode as much. This was Same. the first episode I was like, this is dragging along a little bit. Yeah, I was almost bored by the end because it was t- it was so much of the same stuff. And I like seeing the other relationships. And I'm so sick of wasting the time on Luke P. And I'm kind of frustrated that Hannah is still, for whatever reason, so into him. Which I am still confused about because for the past like three episodes, she's done nothing but distrust him and kind of have to have, you know serious conversations with him they haven't had a like nice romantic moment since the second episode maybe yeah the first. i think so um hannah sat him down there at this very scenic view it was beautiful picnic and it's she wants luke p to explain himself explain his feelings all of that and he just goes right into blaming all the other guys i feel like the first like minute or two he started kind of saying all the right things, what what he thought she wanted to hear. Well, that's, you know, that's the thing, but he didn't even express it with any emotion. No, no, not at all. But I think he started out trying to say what he thought she wanted to hear, and then he very quickly went into, yeah, but the guys, and he kept naming off all the guys that didn't like him, and it was... Keep their names out of your mouth, Luke P., yeah, especially Mike. Rom, especially Mike. And Garrett was a little feisty as well last night with trying yeah. to tell him to keep their names out of his mouth, which he, of course, did not do. Correct. And he had all of their names in his mouth mm-hmm. all the time. Every single one. Every name. So the whole thing was super frustrating to me. He didn't admit any fault. He threw everyone under the bus again. Hannah just, like, super uncomfortable. She got up. She walked around, which is weird because it's not like he has anywhere to go. He's just, yeah. like, standing on this mountain. She went to talk to, like, the camera crew the producers whoever was there and asked them for advice well she kept getting no legitimate answers from luke with that which should have been the answer emotion. there was no rendering of okay process the question have an emotional response it was very like we said earlier robotic it was it, it was uncomfortably delivered i think i i agree completely it was, cold. it was very cold it was very cold and she would say something like luke i just need to i need to know how you're feeling and then he would go into this tangent about, it's just been really hard for me because everyone's making up lies. Yeah. And, okay, move on from He's that. He's manipulative with his word choices as well. I've oh, very, He will take what you say so. and say the same thing back with just a slight alteration of the words to Little make him twists. look like a better guy. Little twists. He's all about making painting himself in a good light. And I truly feel like if he would have sat down with Hannah and been like, look, I made some mistakes. I got too involved in the competitiveness that I shouldn't have gotten involved in. I'm here for you. Let's talk. Let's yeah. talk. I think she would have been like, okay, and yeah. receptive. But he kept saying dumb shit like, prior to this, everyone loves me. Yeah, what a no dumb thing to say. Way. I don't no believe way. him. I don't believe him. Not one bit. I'm sure he's got friends and family and whatever, but I don't believe him. And I feel like he handled the whole thing very, very poorly. And sometimes with these situations, I kind of wonder how much of it is editing to make them look worse. I think he's just doing it himself. 
Yeah, no, she seemed the entire time to be hating the experience. Oh, my gosh. She, she was so frustrated. She was so conflicted. She kept getting up. She kept saying, I don't know. I don't know what I want. I don't know what I want to do. Whatever. And then when they, you know, moved on to the dining portion, the not well, dining Well, first, before portion, we get to the dining per- portion, I have a very important question to ask you. Yes. Macaroni and cheese or spaghetti and meatballs? Spaghetti and meatballs yeah, all day. I'm on that train, too. I was waiting the whole time for him to answer that question. And I thought maybe later, if they would have gotten to a better place, he could have been like, by the way, it would have been cute. Spaghetti it would have been a good move. something. Yeah. And it would have been cute. And it would have shown her, like, oh, he listened. He, he remembered when I said that earlier. It could have been a move. He missed his chance. Mm. That moment was over. And I thought she was trying to kind of lighten the mood by throwing that out there. And he just ruined it yeah. completely. At the dinner, Luke continued to deflect blame. Even kind of put it on Hannah a little bit. Yeah, that was and not And she cool. even said, like, if, if something that I'm doing is bothering you, tell me. Well, and, you know, I think the only moment when I had a little bit of hope it was going to turn around was when he said, you know, when you were on my side of this, how did you handle it? Because she had a little bit of dramatics that herself. Was, yeah, no, that was a wonderful question to ask. It and that, was. That and concerned me that I was like, he just saved himself there. I, I know. And when he said that and, you know, Hannah was talking about it a little bit because she had some conflicts with Kaylin, um, who was also in the pageant world with her on Colton season. And she kind of talked about, like, this is the first time I experienced that. And Hannah had to do some reputation management of her own yeah. during Colton season. Oh, and yeah. it, you know, it worked in her favor for a while. But so she understands, you know, Luke's side a little bit. And I feel like he could have tapped into that and turned it around. And I thought he was starting to. And then he just continued to ruin it. She straight up said, you know, this date was not good. Yeah. And she even said in her confessional, I have no reason to keep him. Yeah. So I think I speak for everyone in the world that was watching this. Then why, why didn't still you here? send him home? Well, maybe she will. Maybe she won't. It's kind of hard to tell because she left it with, I can't give you this rose. It was very dot, dot, dot to be continued at the end because she said, I, I can't give you this rose. His face looked shocked, which how? How could you possibly I think be he shocked? Just faked that. It's all manufactured with him. For sure, for sure. And I just have this horrible feeling oh, a terrible, that horrible if feeling. you continued the scene, she would say, I can't give you this rose right now because I want to keep thinking about it. And then later in the night, she'll be like, but I want to give you another chance. And no, she'll just I keep agree. giving him chances because she has a weird attachment to she him. She kept hinting that like she wants to give it a try it's a process if you can't tell by now that this isn't gonna work then she's she's really misinterpreting something here well yes to that and then also it's it's starting to i think take time away from the other relationships and i think it's gonna harm all of their relationships because yeah a the guys are getting really kind of pissed off Mm -hmm. at luke and then B, you know, she's spending so much time on the Luke P situation, thinking about it, talking about it, giving him that one-on-one opportunity. And there's other guys there she could be making connections with that she's totally either missing out on or halting because she's spending so much time with this. And it's ridiculous. Yeah. Honestly, I think he's going to make it one more week. And I think he's gone after next week. I think he has to be. There's just... There's just no redemption at this point, and I feel like there were opportunities he could have redeemed himself, and I just feel like I feel like the ship has sailed. Yeah. I really, really do. Yeah. So no rose ceremony again. But again, so annoying. Per usual, we're coming in with our roses of the week. We sure are. Allison, I want you to start. Okay, great. So <laughs> You seem confident with this. <laughs> super confident. So the first rose is the gone too soon rose which obviously goes to 
my boy, our boy, JPJ. Okay. So I'm going to kind of steal from you here. This was the rose that Chris Harrison took after (laughs) Luke S. left. That was That was John Paul Jones' rose. You're right. He snuck in there, took it, and the guys are like, whoa, he just took the rose. That was going to go to John Paul Jones. You're right. And also, John Paul Jones reacted in a way that he knew that was his rose that just walked out the door. Like, he, did, he knew. Yeah. Why did that happen? I, I honestly couldn't tell you. That was weird. It was very strange. Because Luke S. probably wasn't getting one anyway. So no. him leaving on his own accord, I don't know why that equaled a rose leaving. That was weird. No explanation. Yeah. yeah. And it came down. It was Luke P. and John Paul Jones were kind of the le- last one standing. If you ask me, that should not have been a hard competition at all. So easy. Ridiculous. Ugh. So I'm still broken up about that. Me too. So I'll give you the second rose. The second rose, I'm not giving it to you. I'll I'm just it, letting you know what it is. Is your be second clear. rose for me? What is it? What kind of it rose? It is not for you. I'm really sorry. So the second rose, you have to bear with me on this one, okay? Oh, boy. It's the Chip Skylark rose. You're going to have to explain this one. Okay. Did you ever watch Fairly Odd Parents? Uh, yeah, I dabbled. So Chip Skylark sang My Shiny Teeth and Me, Okay. The song. Are you familiar with this at all? Not the song. Okay. Chip Skylake was a singer, like a celebrity singer on The Fairly Odd Parents. They're gotcha. all a big fan of. He had a whole episode about his famous song, My Shiny Teeth and Me. And the whole thing was about his teeth. They were like dancing teeth. It was a whole thing. So I gave that award to Mike Johnson because his smile was so Best big and wonderful the, the whole time that he just had his beautiful teeth smiling the whole time. So he gets the Chip Skylark rose. Nice. Um, the doing well for an unemployed fellow, Rose. <laughs> Grant. Grant keeps sneaking on by. Grant. Oh, my God. And Ben Higgins was telling us earlier Ben's that he Grant really fan. liked Grant. I see what what Ben means because Grant's definitely probably just the chillest guy there and would but get along But we don't know anything well. about him, and he's not relevant. He doesn't get a lot of camera time. I think he's probably only around for another week or two more, and if hopefully that. we get some more camera time with him because I do think he's probably pretty funny. I don't know, Evan, because we have barely seen him. I so have barely seen him. I don't know anything about him. And he also hasn't been welcomed into the Salmon Jacket Club. Not so yet. Not I yet. We'll see. <laughs> um, we've barely seen any of next week either, <laughs> but we saw a little bit So next in week, the preview. That was an awful transition. Yeah, what keeping it, are you even saying? Okay. So next week. Next week seemed like some serious shit goes down with Garrett. Yeah. He kept saying, I know I messed up. This yeah. is all my fault. You see him looking longingly into the distance. And so I'm, I'm really curious what Garrett could do I that would some, upset her. Yeah, I think some shit gets stirred. I'm wondering if it's a Luke P thing. I'm wondering if it's a him throwing someone else under the bus thing. I don't know, but I'm kind of surprised because her and Garrett left on a pretty good note last week with yep. him getting a um, the group date rose. Yeah. So I'm really intrigued and, and garrett, i kind of like garrett so i'm kind of bummed i don't know what garrett that's about. was my preseason pick yeah you like him and i stick to it because i just that's the kind of guy i am and we know the previews can be misleading so yeah we're not going to yeah. jump to any conclusions but i'm a little did, worried yeah and it looked like there was some more throwing of people under the bus a little bit and and then we have it ends on luke p in church Praying. and i'm just what an interesting i visual. so don't want to continue this narrative with luke p it's done it's over no and she brought chris harrison in and she's like crying she's hugging chris harrison and once chris has to get involved forget it like chris had to get involved which means she was very emotional she's crying you know chris is trying to comfort her be a good guy get him out of there and i hope that that is what chris tells her as advice i really do i'm sure he didn't but 
It's time. Yeah. So before we wrap up, we have our social medias. Yes. Again, please follow us on social media at Batch Please Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Please follow our pal Ben Higgins if you are not already also on Twitter and Instagram. And shoot us an email if you're interested in chatting with us, asking us a question, anything at batchpleasepod at gmail.com. Yeah, we really want to have a mailbag uh, episode with you guys and answer some of your questions and all that stuff. So reach out to us. Don't be shy. Exactly. Don't be shy. (laughs) Um, Subscribe and rate, too, if you haven't already. Yes, please. We are actually on the precipice of cracking the top 100 in the iTunes TV and film top 100. We sure are. We are, I think last time I checked, we got about 119 maybe. And we've also made onto the new and noteworthy section of that same category, which is insane, Check super cool. We're Check it out. pretty stoked about that. We're very, very stoked. Um, and one more thing before we go, we have another sponsor to shout out, and that's our OG Soiree Provisions. Yes, it sure is. We've talked about them before. It's an amazing party in a box company. And to, to, clarify, to clarify, the party is not inside the box. No, but everything you need to throw a fabulous party for all sorts of occasions is Brunch, all in this box. Birthdays. So many things. Bridal showers. All the above. Baby showers. All of the showers. Except for the actual cleaning Except shower. for an actual shower. So check them out, soireprovisions.com. And similar to Ben's generous coffee line, Soiree Provisions also has a great cause associated with it. Yes, it does. from each box sold will go to helping girls get education in developing countries across the world. So super great cause. Check them out, soireeprovisions.com. And with that, thank you so much, everyone, for listening. Thank you so, so much to our incredible guest, Ben Higgins. Everyone, please check us out. Let us know your thoughts. Stay tuned. Bye. Bye.